The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents the 22nd College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now the Banditos' fresh-made daily kickoff with your host, Phil Houck. This weekend, as a group of Fighting Irish seniors play their final game on the hallowed ground of Notre Dame Stadium, it is appropriate to focus on them, and perhaps one in particular, two-time captain Drew Tranquil. You see, Drew Tranquil is a shining example of what it means to be Fighting Irish. On November 19, 2013, Drew Tranquil, the pride of Carroll High School in Fort Wayne, Indiana, committed to play football at the University of Notre Dame. Rated as a bit of a tweener, many thought of him as a safety. Notre Dame indicated that they saw him eventually as a linebacker, but virtually everyone saw him as a project before he would be a contributor at the collegiate level. Everyone, that is, except Drew. On the day Drew Tranquil reported for fall camp, the buzz I heard was immediate. Sources were saying that among a group of first-year players that included Quentin Nelson, Tranquil stood out for having arrived in tremendous condition. Drew apparently was not interested in being anyone's project. In his freshman season, Drew played well in 11 games and had three starts, but his season ended against Louisville. While returning an intercepted pass in the first half of the game, Tranquil went down with an injury. The next day, it was learned that he had torn the ACL in his right knee. Incredibly, he had played the second half of the game with the serious injury. Tranquil proceeded to set the standard with a dogged approach to recovery and rehab, and as his sophomore year approached, it became obvious that he would be back and better than ever. The Irish came out of the gate fast in 2015, and Drew Tranquil was part of the reason. In the third game, the Irish were ranked number 11, and their opponent, Georgia Tech, was number 14. Tranquil, through two quarters, performed brilliantly. Four tackles, two for loss, and a pass breakup just before halftime. In celebration of that big play, Drew leapt to celebrate with a high five of a teammate. When he came down, he tore the ACL in his other knee. Lost for most of his sophomore season, Tranquil again set the standard for recovery and rehab. An astonished Brian Kelly in the spring of 2016 commented that Drew attacked rehab like no other player we've had here in quite some time. According to Tranquil, such dedication was nothing special. When asked about it, he said, Well, when football is taken away from you, you're willing to do anything to get it back. The typical six to nine month rehab process took him about two and a half months. Team-wise, 2016 was a long one for the Irish, but Drew Tranquil played a full schedule at a very high level, never mind having suffered two torn ACLs in the prior 10 months. Tranquil finished the 2016 season with 79 tackles, good for second on the team. And in 2017, his game was even stronger. Moving to the rover position in new defensive coordinator Mike Elko's scheme, the Irish flourished to 10 victories, and Tranquil was spectacular. 85 tackles, including 10 for loss. At the conclusion of last season, most observers saw him heading to the NFL. After all, he had proven his mettle at the collegiate level, had earned a mechanical engineering degree, and he even had gotten a girl. During the summer of 2018, he married his high school sweetheart. But after the blowout loss to Miami in November of 2017, when the Irish had risen to number three in the national rankings, he knew there was still work to be done. 
At the season-ending banquet, he surprised almost everyone by announcing that he would be returning for a fifth season by saying, I felt I owed it to this team to finish what I started. In 2018, the Irish are undefeated, and finishing what he started now seems to be within Drew Tranquil's grasp. But then this year's Navy game happened, and suddenly, Drew Tranquil was laying on the turf and was taken off the field on a cart. Millions of Notre Dame fans held their breath. The replay of the injury, which showed Drew's leg bent at an awkward angle, made me cringe. How could this be happening to this fighting Irish warrior again? The day after the Navy game, the news was not great, but was not as bad as feared. Drew had a high ankle sprain. High ankle sprains are tricky injuries and can take weeks to heal. Drew Tranquil was planning on returning to football in less than seven days. So last Saturday against Northwestern, Tranquil took on the role of Superman. He played in passing situations and down the stretch of the game when the Irish needed a stop. In pain during pregame warm-ups, he visibly limped off the field at halftime, but played effectively and totaled five important tackles. If you were to say his return to the field of play so soon after such an injury was amazing, it would be an understatement. Drew Tranquil's record of success, drive to succeed, ability to lead, and his devotion to and love of his teammates have been beyond impressive. And these things surely qualify him for the highest possible esteem as he enters the Notre Dame Stadium field of play for the last time this weekend. Indeed, Drew Tranquil knows what it means to be Fighting Irish. Banditos with four Fort Wayne locations, a Boyd, Waynedale, Georgetown, and Glenbrook Commons. Banditos is fresh made daily. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, Sheer McCulloch Auctioneers, Starbank, and Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication, and their experience and ability provides peace of mind. Combining local expertise with access to national and international experts through their affiliation with BDO, the fifth largest accounting firm in the world. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning. The full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish! This is Art Salzberg. I don't endorse everybody, but I've found a company that I think provides a great service. The company is Shearer McCulloch, and what they do is targeted specifically for seniors, people who may be thinking about downsizing and are overwhelmed by the thought of what it's going to take. Shearer McCulloch will pack you up, move you, and then sell your house and everything that's left. Now that's the most comprehensive relocation service anywhere and what I call in sports terms covering all the bases. Sharon McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They're looking to get top dollar from people who have an interest in the special treasures you've collected over the years. 
Shira McCulloch is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms. If Shira and I decide to make a change in lifestyle, we'll be calling Shira McCulloch at 441-8636. That's 441-8636. We trust them, and we know they'll make things easy and profitable. Coors Light, established in 1978 and born in the Rockies, where the only thing more refreshing than your current adventure is what's next. It's why Coors Light is lagered cold for a lighter, crisper taste. Filtered cold to ensure brilliance, clarity, and brightness. And packaged cold for peak refreshment. Because those who thirst for more deserve nothing less than the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light. 2018 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Star Bank is an Indiana-based community bank known for delivering quality service for the past 75 years. Whether you want to visit one of our convenient locations from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday or bank electronically, STAR is a full-service financial institution where you can bank wherever you are. Stop by our branch or visit starfinancial.com to switch to STAR today. Member FDIC. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. Well, Tim Priester, just when you thought it was safe to have confidence in your offense... Ian Book is now doubtful. I guess he's really out for this week's game. Tim, as we sit here 40 hours before game time, what do we know? Uh, we know that uh, Ian Book is 99.9% sure of not playing this week. He's not going to play this weekend. And, you know, speculation about how long it will be. I mean, we're talking about it. We're talking about, uh, you know, we're, we're going to find out exactly from Brian Kelly whether it's actually broken ribs or. Severely bruised. We know that there's a, a kidney involved. Uh, so, you know, how long he's going to be out, we don't know for sure, but it's it's probably going to extend beyond uh, this week into Syracuse, which is a bit problematic. So that means that Brandon Wimbush starts. Um, he started the first three games of the year, struggled with a portion of that, but he is a veteran quarterback. And he gives Notre Dame a chance to win with a, with a uh, very good to uh, trending uh, great defense. So, not ideal, just when, as you said, Phil, just when you think that things are rolling for uh, Notre Dame offensively and they're solidly in the playoffs, uh, if they can just hold serve, things are a little scrambled here going into week 10. Yeah, just just a huge bad break for the Irish program. But, uh, you know, it's got to be next man up. And I know that in those offices all week at Notre Dame, uh, the wheels have been turning. Now, Tim, let's, let's think about Brandon Wimbush against Michigan. Led the Irish to a great victory over a very good team. Did it without Dexter Williams, so why shouldn't we feel confident about Brandon Wimbush? And and I I know some of the answers, but go ahead, take a stab well, at that. Because <laughs> they'll have to do it without Alex Bars, which is a you know you add Dexter Williams, but you subtract subtract Alex Bars, and and you know frankly Williams is is only as good as his offensive line, and we've seen that when he hasn't had room, he hasn't been able to create it not that you expect them to that's that's football that's that's the way offense is played but um you know i mean i yeah i think some people are despondent i mean certainly brandon wimbush is capable of leading of leading Notre Dame to victory over florida state he gets a little bit more problematic against syracuse because you have to score more and he hasn't been you know as prolific leading Notre Dame into the end zone the way ian book has when they've averaged better than 40 points per game so um you know, the, another concern is that Brandon Wimbush was playing every week. 
hasn't played in seven weeks uh, realistically. And so for, for, uh, for anyone to expect him to, to be completely sharp without having played for seven weeks, he wasn't sharp when he was playing every week. So some concerns, but I don't think that we should forget that Notre Dame can win football games with Brandon Wimbush. Okay. And especially this week. And, but Tim, how is the playbook different with Brandon Wimbush on the field as opposed to Ian Book? Well, it's significantly reduced. And with Ian Book, it's, it's I don't know if you say 100%, but upper 90s percent of the playbook is open to him and Chip Long. And I don't know how to put a percentage on it with Brandon Wimbush, but he just can't execute a large portion of the things that Ian Book not only executes, but makes look easy. So, um, you know, you have to dial it back a little bit. It's more of a ground-oriented read option type game. Um, you know, a lot of the short passing game, which he struggled with, I, I imagine is tabled for the time being. It's really kind of difficult to say. I mean, I don't think that, I don't think that these can expand any way from where Wimbush was in, in week three. Uh, and so that wasn't a real deep playbook at that point. Okay. Well, defense is just going to have to take over this game and, uh, hopefully Brandon Wimbush can get off to a fast start get the Irish a lead. He did that uh, three times this season, and uh, the Irish can hold on. And who knows, maybe the weather will impact things a little this week. Okay, let's wrap up the Northwestern game a little bit, Tim. And we've got to talk about the guy who we talked about off the uh, top of this show, or I talked about, Drew, and I'll call him Superman Tranquil. Five tackles, played in passing situations down the stretch. Tim, how amazing was it that Tranquil not only played on that bad ankle, but played effectively? I, I mean, I think it's really remarkable, and I did call him superhuman, and he himself said, I'm not superhuman, when we interviewed him on Wednesday, but he really kind of is, and, and uh, you know, we, we had, quite frankly, so we had a story prepared to run late Friday, early Saturday, that he was out, he was going to be out, because a normal human being should have been out, uh, but he's not a normal human being, and he fought through it, and, and uh, you know, did all the rehab and beyond. During the week, he has the Tico uh, um, device that he put, that he puts on his foot that was created by Notre Dame uh, assistant athletic trainer Mike Bean, which is very beneficial. But it's Drew Tranquil, and um, you know, I mean, he says he's a hundred percent. Well, not a hundred percent, but ready to go every snap this week. And Brian Kelly said he doesn't even check with a doctor; he checks with 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 Tranquil. I will let me preview a story that's going to come be coming up, and the headline of that story is. Drew is an android. I'm quoting one of his teammates. That's how his teammates feel about him, and quite frankly, that's how I feel about him, too. Look for my article on Facebook at Fighting Irish Preview. Just look up Fighting Irish Preview on Facebook for a for a full tribute to Drew Tranquil. Uh, and Tim, and while we're looking at the defense, and now it's heightened importance, of course, with Ian Book out, Notre Dame on their worst day is limiting teams point-wise. Looking back 20, 25 years, how good is Notre Dame's defense? Is this a championship-caliber defense, and can they do it all by themselves? I think it's a championship-caliber defense with Ian Book leading the offense. Let's just put it that way. That makes them a complete team. Are they a dominant defense? I wouldn't put them in that category, but they're certainly good enough. Uh, And when you say championship, I mean championship is – is a big word in today's uh, uh, playoff system when you have Alabama and Clemson uh, in the mix there. But it's it's a very, very good defense. I think it's Brian Kelly's best defense, most well-rounded, as good as 2012 was. This is a better 
pass rushing group. Uh, about the same against the run. Love their corners. You know, however you want to depict it, it's a really, really good defense. And Notre Dame can go 12 and 0 with this defense, uh, regardless who's a quarterback. It's all about the pass rush, which is a, a factor that I haven't seen in many years. Uh, a pass rush that's good, and the team has depth, and they got playmakers at every level: Tillery, Aquara, Coney, and uh, Julian Love. Just good playmakers. So it's been fun to watch, and they can keep Notre Dame in any games. All right, but we got to also talk about special teams woes last week, and and a blocked punt really got Notre Dame into some trouble late in this football game. Tim, in your post-game report card, you gave special teams an F. Now, okay, you're a harsh grader. I think it was a D minus, but it was bad. Defend the, your F grade. What happened on that punt? And is the special teams coach in trouble? Well, I, you know, I, in the in the recap of that, I said that the the grade is um, a bit cumulative this week because. Something is happening every week, and that was the kind of play that could have cost Notre Dame a game on the road in a game that they were up 17 and absolutely should have won at a certain point in the second half. Um, something always seems to go wrong. It's one thing or another. Uh, they can't return kickoffs very well, and I realize that the kickoffs aren't nearly as important in today's world and today's rules. Um, it, it's, it's always something, uh, a, a kickoff out of bounds a holding penalty on a kick return, the legal formation on a kickoff. Um, you know, is, is, is Brian Polian in trouble? I, I'm not really in a position to say that. I don't think that they're a very consistent unit uh, under his direction. In fairness to him, there are a million details to special teams. It's a very all-encompassing phrase, special teams. And it's difficult to be consistently good in all aspects of it, but you can't make a play like that in week nine when you're in when you're safely within the the top four of the 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 playoff uh, run. So um, whether he's in trouble or not, I don't know. But I, but special teams could cost Notre Dame a game that could prevent them from going to the playoffs. Yeah, and now you've just got to play clean the rest of the way uh, with with the limitations now at the quarterback position. Uh, one guy on the offense I really wanted to talk about Chase Claypool, Tim. Uh, second leading receiver on the team to Miles Boykin. He's got 36 catches, good for 448 yards. Uh, Tim, what has been really impressive is his yak, and that means yards after catch. Uh, comment on that. Well, he's just playing so aggressively and physically, and he's taking on every time he catches the ball, he's taking on the defense and and, and saying, you can't bring me down. And a good portion of that time, they they, they have been unable to do that. Just love the physicality with which he's playing the position, and it's something that the coaching staff has been pleading with him because he's, he has good size, he's a good athlete, and he's capable of. It's just a matter of him, you know, kind of maturing into himself and into the game, and uh, he's really arrived. I think the last the last two games in particular, Navy and Northwestern, he's just been an absolute warrior. A real physical presence on the field for Notre Dame. Yeah, and at 6'4", 227, out on the field at times, he looks a lot more like a tight end to me than than anything else, uh, the way he has broken those tackles and fought for extra yards. Uh, Tim, a question about the uh, number 3 ranking this week for the Irish and the CFP. Lots of talk from the Raiders committee about the eyeball test. Now, to me, the eyeball test is just a catch-all for saying that we – 
we, we can just put anyone we want to the Final Four because we like the way they look. It's totally subjective, and it concerns me. What in the world do you think the eyeball test is, and does it concern you? Well, I, you know, I mean, when I think when they talk eyeball tests, usually they're referring to Alabama and Alabama. Uh, you know, you can talk about maybe their their schedule hasn't been that difficult, but the eyeball tests, they're great. Now, Notre Dame is good in a lot of areas. I understand that Michigan's playing better than them. You know, the committee can say that, but they're not going to move Michigan ahead of Notre Dame since they have the head-to-head competition to compare them by. But, uh, yeah, it's a bit concerning. I find it, you know, when, when you start to disregard results and the outcome of games, I think that's a little bit dangerous. But, again, I think it's a lot of talk as long as Notre Dame continues to win. Now, this book situation and the injury is a bit problematic, but I still think the Nordin controls its own destiny in a regular season. Yeah, they do, and I think there's precedence in the CFP committee giving consideration to teams that have key injuries who then come back, so that that's also something to think about, and I hope you're right that they won't put Michigan ahead of Notre Dame as long as they have the same record. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero, key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous Irish Illustrated Prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Star Bank. This is the 321st edition of Fighting Irish Preview. Shine the light into my room. Oh, I'm sure the morning sun can eliminate my gloom. If it shine a little light into my room, all I want is some sunshine, sunshine. Shining through these windows of mine And I want it to be easy, easy Bushies. Treat each house as if it was your own. Our mission statement at Bushies Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Hi, I'm Jim Bushy. At Bushies, we're proud of our home improvement products that we offer, and we are even more proud of the award-winning installers who will come to your home. Right now, take advantage of our 12-month 0% interest payment plan, and estimates are always free. So call Bushies at 456-1247, stop into our showroom, or check out BushiesFW.com. Bushies Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Your clear choice. Your clear choice is Bushies. Your clear choice is Bushies. Listen to that crowd roar. Art, the Aspen Mortgage team has just hit the field and the crowd has gone crazy. Phil, why does this crowd love Aspen so much? Well, Art, with more than 20 years in the mortgage business, Aspen is a dynasty. And with all that experience, these crafty veterans can personalize a mortgage for each customer's financial situation. So you always get the best loan program and interest rate. And the Aspen Mortgage Team plays with a lot of class. What do you mean? Well, friendly personal service you can trust. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. And Art, they'll go into overtime by working the weekends. And they aren't afraid to go on the road they make house calls phil i can see why the aspen mortgage team is so popular wait what's the crowd chanting now it's the aspen phone number for all your mortgage needs 486 loan is the number to remember or visit them on the web at aspenmortgageco.com aspen mortgage a proud supporter of notre dame football The Fighting Irish Fact of the Week is brought to you by Star Bank. With over 40 Indiana locations, Star is your local, full-service bank. The 1993 version of the Game of the Century 
number one Florida State at number two Notre Dame, aired on NBC. A sideline reporter for the broadcast that day was O.J. Simpson. Star Bank is celebrating its 75th anniversary, and Star is here to serve you 7 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Visit a Star branch to switch to Star today. Member FDIC. Coors Light, established in 1978 and born in the Rockies, where the only thing more refreshing than your current adventure is what's next. It's why Coors Light is lagered cold for a lighter, crisper taste. Filtered cold to ensure brilliance, clarity, and brightness. And packaged cold for peak refreshment. Because those who thirst for more deserve nothing less than the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light. 2018 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Selling or buying a house? In the real estate game, it's results that matter. And in Fort Wayne, Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley has built a reputation as a realtor you can trust to achieve the best results. And he'll do it with a friendly personal touch. So put Dan's years of experience to work. Call Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley at 312-1479. Or visit him on the web at danschneiderhomes.com. That's Dan Schneider at 312-1479. Your call for real estate results. At Star Bank, we offer checking, savings, mortgage, small business, commercial banking, private banking, and wealth management, as well as insurance products to help Hoosiers reach their financial goals. Plus, with online banking and our mobile banking app, you can enjoy the convenience of banking wherever you are. Stop by a Star branch today to switch to Star. Member FDIC. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Houck. This is Fighting Irish Preview. It's senior day for the Irish this week, and they will take on the Florida State Seminoles. TV coverage on NBC starts at 7.30 p.m. South Bend time. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero, brought to you by the Marina at Lake Gage. Chris Craft, Mastercraft, Vanquish Runabouts, and J.C. Pontoons. We share your boating passion. And today we continue our great quarterbacks of the last 60 years series. And first, let's review the list of the great quarterbacks we have covered so far this season. John Hewitt, Terry Hanratty, Joe Theismann, Tom Clements, Joe Montana, Steve Berline, Tony Rice, Rick Meyer, Kevin McDougal, and last week, Ron Paulus. All great names. And next up, we have now advanced into the Fighting Irish preview founded in 1997 era. So the rest of the season, Tim, these are guys we have covered together, and this young man will be familiar to most of our listeners, Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn came to Notre Dame in 2003 from Dublin, Ohio, and rewrote the Notre Dame record books. An accurate passer and outstanding team leader, Quinn took over the starting position midway through his freshman year and never looked back. You could see flashes of brilliance in Quinn from the start, but it wasn't until Charlie Weiss came along his junior year that he really blossomed. That year, he threw 32 touchdown passes and followed that up his senior year in 2006 by throwing 37. Tim, Brady Quinn was so good as a senior that at one point he went 226 straight attempts without an interception. I would say, though, that he owes quite a bit, or at least some of that success, to what I'll call Charlie Weiss's passing game genius. I can't argue with you there, Phil. There's no doubt that he greatly benefited from Charlie Weiss in his NFL-level passing game. He was great. I mean, he was in in 2005-2006. Brady Quinn was absolutely fantastic. Jeff Samarja, his favorite target. 
Um, one benefited, I don't know who benefited more from, from the other, but they were both great. And I just love the way that Brady Quinn approached the game, not only on the field, but off the field. Nobody had more fun dealing with the media, especially in his senior year when he was, you know, really just rolling than, than Brady Quinn did. He embraced the position of quarterback in Notre Dame and on the field, he completely lived up to, uh, to the level of great Notre Dame quarterbacks. Yeah, that was a terrifically fun season, and he was great to cover. Following that senior season, Quinn was awarded the Maxwell Award as the nation's best college football player, and I still say to this day that he was robbed of the Heisman Trophy that year. Brady Quinn, another Marina at Lake Gage all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats, and it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish Victory. Tim, Willie Taggart is in his first year as head coach at Florida State, and Florida State is 4-5. and five. They've lost two in a row, first Clemson 59-10, and last week to number 21-ranked North Carolina State, 47-28. They have three common opponents with the Irish. In week one, they lost to Virginia Tech 24-3, and their last win uh, three weeks ago was over Wake Forest 38-17. In week three, next week's opponent for the Irish, Syracuse, hammered the Seminoles 30-7. Florida State passes the ball okay, but they've been awful running the ball in an offense that is 106th in the nation in total yards gained. Their offensive line is patched together. They've turned the ball over a lot. They're lousy in the red zone, and they can't convert on third down. Last week, quarterback James Blackman threw for 421 yards and four touchdowns in a career day for him. But DeAndre Francois has been the guy at quarterback most of the season, but apparently was injured during the Clemson game and was out. He may or may not be back this week. Sophomore Cam Akers is the leading rusher with three touchdowns and averages just 4.1 yards per carry. The Seminoles boast some pretty good receivers, led by Nyquan Murray with 42 catches and three touchdowns, and six foot four Tamaron Terry who averages 22 yards per catch and has scored seven times. Defensively, this team is young at linebacker and in the backfield, but they are solid along the defensive line, limiting teams to just 2.84 yards per carry. Brian Burns is a threat off the edge and has nine sacks for the year. Most of the damage done against the Seminoles has been through the air, where they give up 282 yards a game. But against the rush, they are allowing just 111 per game. Overall, they are giving up 30.4 points in each contest. Tim, this team was preseason ranked in the top 20. So by most any measure, 2018 has been a huge disappointment. But as you would expect with any young team with a new head coach, they might gel at any time, and you know they have athletes. In fact, Florida State is loaded with talent which I think makes them very dangerous. What is the Aspen mortgage key to an Irish victory? There are so many aspects that you can take advantage of with this football team. One of them is not running the football against them. They're only giving up like 2.8 yards per carry. So that'll be difficult. So, I mean, it really comes down to it, and it's not Brandon Wimbo's strength, but he's going to have to take advantage of the weaknesses that Florida State has uh, defending the pass. They are last, 130th. Third down conversions offensively, defensively, they're horrible in in many aspects, but not against the run. So in order to have any success running the football, Brandon Wimbush is going to have to throw it successfully. Brandon Wimbush has to pass the football, and that is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage Key 
to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish? How can I say anybody other than Brandon Wimbush? I, you know, look, I, I think no, I can't. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure I could stretch it if I wanted to, but it's Brandon Wimbush. It's a really, really tough assignment for him. Hasn't played in seven weeks, hasn't started in seven weeks. He's got to hit the ground running for Notre Dame. Now, there's a little bit of leeway here with this Florida State team who, quite frankly, they haven't wanted to play in good weather, and it's going to be anything but good weather in Notre Dame Stadium on Saturday. So, uh, Wimbush has to take advantage of it. He's, got, he's surrounded by a real quality cast around him. He's got a defense that he can rely on. But he's the one that's going to have to produce for Notre Dame's offense. Brandon Wimbush, he needs to step up, and he is Aspen Mortgage's key player for the Irish this week. Aspen Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN. And it's now time for the injury report. Seems like that's all we've been talking about on the show. Brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy, your choice for physical therapy now with 19 Northern Indiana locations. Tim, Ian Book, out. We know that. How did Irish stand health-wise among everybody else going into Week 10? Well, it's a pretty big otherwise, but otherwise, uh, pretty good. Uh, Elise Mack should be back. We expect him back from uh, from concussion protocol last week. And Drew Tranquil, the ultimate warrior. Um, obviously, if he played last week and didn't suffer any setbacks, which he did not, he's back and ready to go uh, from start to finish. Myron Tagliavoa Omosa. Any chance he comes back anytime soon? Uh, the earliest it would be would be USC week. That gives them some leeway if, if a lot of people are concerned about preserving a year of eligibility. I think it's more important that they get him back and really solidify that interior rush defense, which I think has been a little bit of a problem at times. But USC would be the soonest he would be back. Okay, that would be a help. Thanks, Tim. And that is your Indiana Physical Therapy Injury Report. And it's now time for the world-famous Irish Illustrated Prediction, brought to you by irishillustrated.com. Tim Priester, and this this line has gone a little crazy today, and I'm surprised it's still where it's at. It's still at 16.5 points with the Irish favorite over the Seminoles. What does America's foremost authority say? You know, I, there's, there's, there has to be a drop-off. I would think there has to be a drop-off from what they were going to get from me in book. With the weather conditions, I'm not sure the Nordin would have been in the 40s. Uh, it, on, a, on a good night, they probably would have been. I think you have to scale that back a little bit. I, I'm kind of sensing a, a, a defensive touchdown just because of the elements and Florida State coming here to play and potentially with certainly cold weather and, and maybe some sleet and snow a little bit. But... Uh, you know, I think dial back the scoring in this game, but I think ultimately Nordin gets a defensive touchdown and does what they have normally done with Brandon Wimbush, and that score three offensive touchdowns or thereabouts. So I'm going with Notre Dame 28, Florida State 13. 28 to 13 in favor of the Irish. That is Tim Priester's world famous Irish Illustrated prediction. Tim, this one's going to have to be led by the defense and maybe with some assist from a cold day. 15 to 20 carries by our new quarterback. I'll take the Irish to score 20 to Florida State's 13. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish, and thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovelin, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.